0: our victory monday nfc Divisional Round Edition is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring launching exclusively on January 18th. That's today at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches today, January 18th. you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We're do Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. it. Your team. Bob. Every day. Touchdown. You're locked on. of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. I cover the Packers for SB Nation Impact Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. The Green Bay Packers are going to the NFC Championship game, and for the first time in the Aaron Rodgers era, they're not going anywhere except down the street to Lambeau Field because they are hosting the NFC Championship game next Sunday. Why? Because after all of the discussion all week about this Rams defense, about how Jalen Ramsey was going to take out. Devontae Adams, and how Aaron Donald could single-handedly wreck your game. And we spent so much time on this show talking about how, oh, the Rams, they can play small and defend the run. It turned out none of those things would be true. Aaron Rodgers, 23 of 36 for 296 and two touchdowns, ran for another one. Speaking of running, this Packers offensive line dominated the rams dominated elton jenkins destroyed aaron donald all day whatever you want to say about aaron donald oh he's hurt you can make the excuses now before the game everyone was talking about how he can be the difference we talked about it last week lily zau and i agreed he's the guy who can hurt you the most and we don't know what, what you know percentage he was. We don't know what his health was in this game. But if he'd have gone out and dominated, we'd have said, yeah, that's Aaron Donald. He played hurt. What an amazing performance. And guess what? Instead, he got dominated. This front got dominated. 36 rushes for 188. That's a 5.2 yard per carry average. Two touchdowns on the ground. Aaron Jones, 14 carries, 99 yards, averaged over seven yards a carry. Jamal Williams, 12 carries, 65 yards, averaged over five yards a carry. Even A.J. Dillon, six carries, 27 yards, four and a half yards a carry. This game was won in the trenches. They won consistently. They stayed patient. That was the game plan. Stay patient and take what the Rams Give you. They want to play two deep safeties. They want to play those light boxes. Okay, here's 33. Here's 30. Here's 28. Here is a full dose of the best three headed monster backfield in football. And they were able to basically say, okay, whatever needs to happen, this is the adaptability of this offense. You want to play deep. The Packers can run the ball down your throat. They can be explosive in the run game. The 60-yarder coming out of halftime to set up what felt like, at the time anyway, enough to keep the Packers at a safe distance. And that was set up by a field goal drive with less than 30 seconds left in the half. Matt LaFleur had been relatively conservative much of the year with those end-of-half situations. Under a minute, he is... Doing the thing where you hand the ball to Jamal Williams on a little draw and see if you can pick up yardage. And if you don't, you go into halftime. And if he he hits a play, then you go. That's not what happened. They come out aggressive from the jump. They hit a double move to Devontae Adams on the outside. Rodgers has an incredible escape. Beats Aaron Donald uh, up into the pocket. Finds big Bob Tunyon. Down the field, that sets up the Mason Crosby field goal. Yes, it took two dropped interceptions to set up that field goal, but instead of a 16-10 halftime lead, it is a 19-10 halftime lead, and then Green Bay comes out in the third quarter and gets that touchdown. Now it's 25-10. It's a two-score game again, and it was a two-score game most of the day because this Packers offense is exerted its will. They score on five of their first five drives. And, you know, they, they don't get into the end zone in that first drive. And you're going, oh, well, I don't know. And then the Rams come down. They get their field goal. It's a tie game. But the Packers offense got going in the second quarter, which is when they always get going. This is one of the best second quarter offenses ever. Just by points scored, they're incredible. They make adjustments. And that's what they did. That's what they did in this game. And what I loved, what I absolutely loved is everything that they did, they did in character. They didn't say, okay, the Rams do X, Y, and Z. And so we're going to counter with this. They just played their game. They stuck with the RPOs. And, and Devontae Adams said after the game that most of the runs, most of the runs were called runs. They felt like they had an advantage. Aaron Jones said during the week, we felt like we could run on these guys. And guess what? Not only did they run on them, they dominated on the ground. Every third and short, Green Bay, it felt like they could pick up because they could get two yards. They could get two yards on the ground, three yards, four yards at will. And that's what they did. That's why Green Bay finishes the game eight of 12 on third down because they were in so many advantageous third down situations. You get something a little going on first down, you know, maybe you run, you get four yards. Okay. Maybe now it's second and six. Now the whole playbook is open to you. You could throw it, you could run it again. And if you run it again, you're going to get four or five yards and now it's third and short. And again, the whole playbook is open to you. The Packers stayed in phase the entire game, the entire game because they stayed patient. This was supposed to be the best defense in the league. They had no answers for the Packers. Green Bay has back-to-back punts. That's the point in the game, late third quarter, where you're starting to get a little nervous because the Rams have cut into the lead and the Rams really only had one possession with a chance to go tie or take the lead. One possession in the second half where that was the case. And then Green Bay comes out. They hit the shot to Alan Lazard. That is may not have worked at other points in the season, but because of how the Packers played up front, you know, you think of the Tampa Bay game and their inability to push the ball deep when they can't hit shots, it can create some congestion for this offense and they don't always stay patient. And that includes Rodgers. That includes Matt LaFleur in this game. They knew going in, look, we, we are going to have to run the ball. We're going to have to take those inside uh, little you know slants and RPOs and smoke screens and just try and, and manufacture something. And then be diligent and be efficient with your shot plays. And Green Bay hits the shot to Devontae Adams, that double move. And that could have been a touchdown if that ball is a little bit further out in front of Devontae. In the second half, they hit a double move on the outside to MVS. Rogers misses him, overthrows it. And and it, for an open receiver, it's one of the worst throws Rodgers has made all season. They come right back. Double move on the other side to Al Lazard, playing off the tendency for him to come in inside. It's made to look like a run play. And everyone buys it. It looks like a run play. It's play action. And they're. it's not even really a double move because he doesn't make a move. He, he pretends like he's blocking, sort of saunters into the middle of the field and then hits the Jets. Rodgers puts it right on him. It's a drop, and you're going, these are the these are the these are the plays. These are the plays that you need to make to seal the game. Either one of those you hit, it seals the game. The Rams get the ball back. And guess what? The Packers defense comes through with the stop. And the Packers on the other side with their offense, they get the ball back and they finally hit the dagger shot play to Alan Lazard, the post off play action. Same basic concept. You're expecting those, those safeties to fly downhill. You get the play action, and it's a post for a touchdown. I tweeted this, but Ben Fennel and I were talking on Twitter, Twitter DM during the week about how to attack this defense, and he said, based on the way that they play, the Packers are going to hit a 40-plus yard touchdown on a deep post off play action. And sure enough, not only did they do it, they did it on the decisive play, the play that seals the game For Green Bay, and we know now, and we've been saying this all season, right? The best defenses they've faced, they've scored on, with the one exception, the Tampa Bay game, and that was an anomaly. Aaron Rodgers called it an anomaly. I called it an anomaly. And and the more we've seen them play, everyone, the more we know it was. Now you can still have an anomaly in the playoffs and lose, but Green Bay. Against the vaunted Rams defense. They put up 32 points. And more than that. They put up 484 yards. Of total offense. They average 6.7 yards per play. Rodgers is 4 yards short. Of 300. Over 8 yards. A pass doesn't turn the ball over. On the ground. They're absolutely dominant. And then they win the time of possession battle. Basically 1.5 to 1. 36 minutes to 23 minutes. I mean they they had the ball seemingly the whole game. And they were efficient when they had it. I mean they moved the ball pretty much at will in this game. They had the you know the the two punts back to back in the second half, but they still got first downs on both those drives and they were both 3 minutes long. They still possessed the ball. And we know. We know now. There is no more, oh, but look at the defenses they played. Look at the team. No, no. This was the defensive challenge for them. The the stiffest test they would face this year. There is no one else out there. Not in the NFC, not in the AFC. Whose defense was better equipped to stop the Packers offense than this one. The elite interior pass rusher, all-world guy. Even at... 75% Aaron Donald is better than almost any defensive lineman in football. Jalen Ramsey is one of the three best corners in the game. At least healthy corners because Stephon Gilmore is hurt. And yet, they had no answers. Brandon Staley is one of the great young defensive minds in in the game. One season, one season, he's getting head coaching interviews. Not just buzz, interviews. And Green Bay, they score 30. Doesn't matter. No David Bakhtiari. Doesn't matter. Leonard Floyd was not a factor in this game. Billy Turner, Rick Wagner, the guys along the interior. Elton Jenkins played the game of his life. He whipped 99 in this game. Whipped him. Dominated that matchup. It's really remarkable. And this Packers offense proved once and for all that they're the best in football. No more. We cannot spend next week talking about anyone else. We can't. This is the best team in the NFC. This is the best team in the NFC, and they proved it on Saturday. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Echelon. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals, and feeling great about yourself. Right now, I'm trying to get back in the back in the groove. 2021 is an opportunity for all of us to get our our health back a little bit and I, i'm i'm probably not the only one who has let some healthy habits go in 2020 we're going to leave those in 2020 and usher in 2021 with echelon because they offer the next generation of connected bikes Fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. They've got world-class instructors to motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio classes always available when you need them. And unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone. One membership lets up to five family members all work out. At the same time, right now, you can try Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Just go to echelonfit.com slash locked on. That's echelonfit.com slash locked on. We have to talk about the defense. And I made this joke on Twitter, but for the hundredth time this year, approximately in 17 games, frustration in this defensive approach turned into me going back and, and re-watching the game and looking at the scoreboard and the box scores and, and all the stats and going, wait, the defense actually played some good football. They held Jared Goff to 174 yards through the air, 6.4 yards in attempt. Cam Akers did have 18 carries for 90 yards. That's a five-yard per carry average. But as a team, 96 yards on the ground. 96. Look at the the total game stats, 244 yards allowed, two of eight on third down under five yards per play. All in all, the Packers defensive approach worked 18 points. I mean, remember, you know, how many, how many times last week did we say, I don't know if the Rams can get to 20? Guess what? They didn't get to 20. Now, no Cooper Cup, you thought it would have been a little bit easier. You know, J.R. Alexander was once again incredible. Next Gen or ESPN Stats and Info had him uh, in 31 cover snaps, had him closest to a, a receiver on three targets. The Rams managed minus one yard in those three targets. The Packers got four sacks. Rashawn Gary and and Kenny Clark were excellent in this game, creating pressure and, and coming up and getting in in, Uh, Jared Goff's face, each credited for a a sack and a half. Gary had three QB hits to lead the team. Preston Smith didn't create a ton of pressure, but got his hands on two passes to bat the ball down at the line of scrimmage. We can quibble. And look, I do quibble with the defensive approach. Some of the the soft zones, the three-man rushes. I mean, we had, I mean, we saw Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary in coverage in these little zone drops. And you're just rushing three and four. And, and by the way, those were the, the times when they got home too, when they were just rushing four in some of those NASCAR packages with Rashawn Gary on the inside, Zadarius Smith on the inside. I mean, that look with Clark, the Smiths, and Gary is ferocious. This is a good offensive line. Andrew Whitworth is... Is a really good left tackle. And Rashawn Gary beat him cold a couple times. Bull rushed him into Jared Goff's lap. I mean he doesn't get beat like that. To have those guys. That's what Mike Patton is betting on. He's betting on you having a drive. Like the Rams did in the second half. With a chance to go tie or take the lead. And it's a drop on first down. You get a sack on second down. And now it's a a third down. You got to check it down because you create pressure again with four, drop seven. It's a check down and you can't get the first. And that's going to happen enough times over the course of the game that you're going to lose. And that's exactly what happened. In the first half, yeah, the Rams scored on two of their four possessions. But on the other two possessions, they went three and out. And if you look at the second half possessions – they only scored on one of them. They only scored on one of their four possessions in the second half. They went three and out, scored, then punted with a chance to tie or take the lead. The Packers score to make it 32-18, and the Packers get a stop on downs. And it wasn't like a deep stop in in Packer territory. I mean, the Rams got five yards on that drive, and they turned the ball over, and it's game over. The Packers got the stop they needed. That's the turnover. Now, the Packers' offense had set them up in good position. The Packers' offense was the best run defense that they could play in this game. Cam Akers ran the ball pretty well. He found lanes. The Packers on the first two wildcat looks got a stop. Cam Akers scored on that wildcat look. But that's the difference. The Rams come out and they try and quick snap the Packers. They're ready for it. The Rams come out, they wildcat the Packers. They're ready for it. They had to resort to gimmicks, and ultimately, they still didn't work. Now, against a better offense, is it going to hold up? And that's the question that this team has to ask itself now. Do you Maybe the, the approach is different. And, and if you look at the second half of the season, you know they played Mitch Trubisky very differently than they played Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts. They played Mitch Trubisky very differently than they played Ryan Tannehill and Derek Henry. And while I thought that would be the approach in this game, if you push this forward, I don't think we can assume that it's going to be the same approach week in and week out. It just hasn't been. Now, would you still like, you know, the end of the second half stuff? (sighs) Yeah, you'd like that to not happen. You'd like them to play a little bit more aggressively. And and look, at a certain point, that's on Matt LaFleur. And, and he talks about it now every week. He gets asked about it every week. He offers his frustration. And at a certain point, Coach LaFleur has to say, Listen, Mike Patton, we gotta cut this out. It's gotta stop. And yet, for all that frustration and all of the consternation during the game, 18 points. 18 points. And if you go back and watch it, 18 is even a lot for what they got because, you know, they needed the two point just to get to 18. Otherwise, it's two touchdown drives and some field goals. I mean, not not a lot to really be that concerned about if you're the Packers. Now, is this a great offense? No, of course not. But you gave up two touchdowns in the game. That's not you gave up 244 yards. You have two third down conversions. That's getting it done. That's what you need to be in the playoffs, and you have to be malleable. You have to be able to say, okay, this isn't working, and something needs to change. And the Packers didn't have to do that because the offense is going to pick them up. Now, are they are they potentially going to get in, get in a situation where the offense isn't, you know, rolling? You know, you think back to. You know, that 2001 season, the Patriots come in and it's the greatest show on turf and they find a way to stop Kurt Warner. Could the Packers run into that against a a really smart coach here down the line? It's possible, I suppose. But this goes back to what we were talking about at the top. This Packers offense is incredible. Incredible. And so they don't have to really worry about that too much. This Packers offense is... Just face down, it's toughest challenge. If you're going to get beat in the playoffs, if you're the Packers, this, of course, is the side of the ball that you're most concerned about. But you're going to you're going to make that team score 30 because Green Bay is going to get to 30 on anyone on anyone. And so as long as you're just not the team giving up 30. And, and I think this Packers defense is more than capable of doing that, and we've seen them against the best offenses they've faced here in the second half of the year do that, then you're going to have a great chance to win every game. And in this case, that's two more. That's two more. We are eight quarters away from seeing the Packers win a Super Bowl. That is the opportunity in front of them. And it is one that I think we, we can all relish. Aaron Rodgers, clearly, after the game, I mean, he was – He was in his feelings about it. He was just overjoyed. He was so present. He was so grateful. He was loving it. And I I think that feeling, the fans, I mean, the fan energy you could feel after the game, the guys were like, you know, 9,000 It might as well have been 90,000 because that's how it felt to them. The energy and the life really did make a difference. And you can see that this team is locked in. And so, okay, there's going to be some frustrations during the game. That's baked in. And not every call is going to be what we want it to be. And there's going to be some some situations where, you know, some off zone coverage really frustrates. But given what this offense is capable of, this defense is set up well. Don't get beat over the top. And the Packers didn't give up, you know, the home run play. And, let your pass rush go to work. Win on first down and get yourself in situations where you can rush the passer, which is what Green Bay did. They built the lead and it made it really difficult. The Rams can't run the ball. And that's going to be true for whoever Green Bay plays in however many games they have left. And I know we're, we're we just are want to be focused on the NFC Championship game, but the big picture here is winning a Super Bowl. That's what Green Bay wants. You got to win one game to get there. Is this defense good enough? To win that one game? Yeah. Because this offense is that good. Is this defense good enough to win a Super Bowl? Yeah. Because the offense is that good. And and not just because the offense is that good. The defense is good enough. And the offense is awesome. All right. Before we finish up, let's talk about our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And now my wife, who's heard me say that a million times, knows the magic. Of the built bar, they are delicious. The caramel brownie, the the lemon almond cheesecake flavor, the German chocolate flavor. I love the salted caramel flavor. They're all awesome. They're all covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, and they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. These are the goods. They taste like candy, and yet they're good for you. And if you don't believe me. I'm going to make it easier for you to find out. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. Get a box, and I promise you, you will see the difference. Promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off at builtbar.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. Even though the Packers were the favorites, the heavy favorites, six-and-a-half-point favorites, and most of the bets, most of the money were on the Packers, Yeah, Vegas got hammered on this one because the Packers won and covered. If you had it, you are making money. Why not do it at betonline.ag? One place that we trust, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. That means you put money in. They will give you money just for doing that. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. It is going to be Packers-Buccaneers 205 Central Time on Sunday in the NFC Championship game. And look, we're going to have plenty of time to talk about this matchup and, and break down how these teams face each other and and what they look like now before we do all of that I just want to start here and set the tone properly for the week the team that lost 38 to 10 earlier this season is not the team that goes to Lambeau Field on Sunday and the team that beat Green Bay 38 to 10 is not the team that goes to Lambeau Field on Sunday same jerseys Same team names, most of the same players, but the teams are not the same. And so we shouldn't expect the same results. That game was in 2012 as far as we're concerned. What matters is how these teams are playing. Now the mindsets that they have, the rhythm that they have put together, and everything that matters is happening between the lines on Sunday at Lambeau Field. That's it. Don't worry about what happened before. Aaron Rodgers said it. That stuff was anomalous. And guess what? The, the Bucks and Packers have proved it since then because the Bucs continue to have penalty issues. Uh, And the Packers offense has looked essentially unstoppable since that game, uh, except for the contest where they played in a tornado at Lambeau Field. So we're going to have a lot of fun breaking this matchup down. NFC Championship game, a chance to go to the Super Bowl for Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Two guys you may have heard of. Get ready for that all week. It is setting up to be an absolute classic. We have Expert Tuesday. This is how you doing on Wednesday, crossover Thursday. We bring back our friend David Harrison from Locked on Bucks. And, of course, our live show on Friday. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920 341 3775 to stay locked on Packers.